This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Abby Hornacek. This is Dr. Carlson. And I'm Jessica Tarlov. This is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, April 14th, 2022. I'm Eben Brown. Russia's military makes blunder after blunder in its attempt to overtake Ukrainian fighters. And now Ukraine strikes a big military victory. How can Russia and Vladimir Putin save face? Taking a shot at the flagship, hitting that flagship, right? Being able to stop, um, right, supposedly the second best military in the world from taking your capital in Kiev. These things are unexpected, and, and the Russians are not really clear about how they're going to respond to it, except with the one thing they know how to do effectively, which is carpet bomb titties. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. It's been evident that Russia's military was woefully unprepared for its attempt at taking over the nation of Ukraine. And it's even more obvious now that Russian President Vladimir Putin either can't manage his own war or is surrounded by incompetence. Yet he's not ending his assault. Ukraine's military isn't backing down either. And within the past day, the Ukrainians scored a major win. They claim it was missiles they fired that laid waste to the Russian Navy's flagship in the Black Sea. Russia claims it was the result of an onboard fire. In either case, this is bad for Russia. Really bad. Matthew Schmidt is an international affairs and national security professor at the University of New Haven. He says the attack on the Russian ship and the arrival of new assets from the West could signal a change, putting Russia on its heels. It either shows complete incompetence on the part of a crew that's supposed to be their top tier crew, or it shows that the Ukrainian military was, in fact, able to effectively take out not just any ship in their, their line, uh, but, the, but the flagship, uh, you know, in their, in their line of service out here. And that's just extraordinary and must make them nervous about future operations up and down the coast. If they're thinking about Odessa, for instance, um, or they need to continue to solidify where they're at um, as this war changes phase. But this is um, absolutely a devastating loss. For Putin. Um, and as to your, your point about outside help, I would suspect so. But again, I have no special knowledge on it. Well, I, I say the idea about uh, outside help because uh, one of the things that uh, the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, had been asking for uh, is uh, is armaments and missiles. And uh, there has been a lot of hemming and hawing on the part of the United States and on on NATO as a whole to with, with what exactly they wanted to supply uh, but uh, but here they are conducting what is a, a pretty advanced strike 
uh, on a pretty big target. Uh, you mentioned that this is not good for, for Vladimir Putin. Uh, none of this war seems to have been good for Vladimir Putin. There have been uh, they have demonstrated their ability, I think, the Russians to inflict brute force, but they have not really made much in the way of an accomplishment here. And I'd like for you to talk about that, because there is a difference in blowing things up and getting what you want out of a war. And you you would know about this. Yeah. So if you, you know, if you go back to Clausewitz, right, the purpose of using military force isn't defeating the enemy military. It's defeating the enemy military in order to achieve some sort of political end state, right? Take over that country's political system, for instance. But you can defeat an enemy military and not win, right? Not succeed in that. We've seen America do that, for instance, in Afghanistan, right? We, we won every battle, but in essence, lost the war strategically. And that's what um, Russia is facing here. The war is changing right now. What's happening is, is that Russia is trying to flip the battlefield. It came out, it worked hard on the offense, um, and then was stymied, right? And wasn't able to, to get all the way to the goal line on this. And now what they're doing is they're racing back east. They're trying to establish a line of contact that encompasses a larger um, set of area than they had before. And they're critically trying to move in on the defense, right? Trying to dig in and establish their defensive position. Why are they doing that, right? They've taken enormous amounts of losses. But in particular, they've lost a lot of junior officers. These are the officers that would would lead offensive operations um, and because they're more complex. But if they move on the defense and they're able to settle themselves in there, they need less capable officers, right? Second and third tier officers, which is what they're going to get when they bring in this this group of conscripts that will be coming in sometime in mid to late summer. Um, And so that's part of the strategic thinking of the new general, right, of Bornikov. The other thing is, though, he's going to have to operate like he did in Syria and essentially blast civilian areas because he has never commanded in a situation where he's had to compete against, right, effective defenders. He didn't have to do that in Syria. So now he's facing a situation which he's not prepared for, and we'll see how it comes out. But these kinds of things, getting in there, taking a shot at the flagship, hitting that flagship, right, being able to stop, um, right, supposedly the second best military in the world from taking your capital in Kyiv. These things are unexpected, and, and the Russians are not really clear about how they're going to respond to it, except with the one thing they know how to do effectively, which is carpet bomb cities. You made a, an appearance on on Fox News Channel uh, some time ago, and you made a very interesting statement, and I'd like to recall that for you. You said that the war would end in the streets of Moscow. If you remember that quote, and in the context of how you said that, I'd like for you to expand on that. Um, surely you don't believe that the Ukrainian army is going to be marching on Moscow. That would be that would seem like a a bit of a feat for them, but. Uh, you mentioned, I, I think what you meant was that this, this war ends at home for the Russians one way or the other. That's right. Again, all wars are political, right? All wars are fought to establish who gets to decide how a society disperses its resources, right? How it is structured, what its values are. And in the end, and that ends maybe a year from now, maybe two years from now, it may be 10 years from now. In the end, Russian society has to decide that they reject 
to give their consent to a Putinist-style government. That's the only way that these kinds of wars are going to stop, because they are endemic to the style of government that the Russian uh, public suffered under for the last, you know, almost 25 years. There's nothing short of overthrowing Putin and his regime that will end this. Everything else is simply a pause. You've been listening to Dr. Matthew Schmidt, a professor from the University of New Haven in Connecticut, specializing in national security here on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. We'll have more with Dr. Schmidt straight ahead. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. What has this, or what has these past uh, weeks here uh, revealed about Vladimir Putin that we might not have known uh, previous to this, um, it looks as if he's not the premier st- uh, strategic uh, warrior that I think a lot of people had painted him as. Uh, he, he doesn't seem to be the uh, um, very smart uh, but devious uh, former spy now leading a major world power. He's not coming across as this this major a uh, man in charge the way he he always had that image uh, what what would say what would you that's say to right. that yeah no that, that's right people who are real students of putin real students of um you know the former soviet union uh, never thought he was a strategic genius if you look at what he's tried to do for instance with his spy services right he's had one botched assassination after another right it's a huge failure to try to kill the leader of your country's you know opposition movement fail at it Right. And then have to arrest him. But but be so beaten in terms of the public relations game that he's stuck inside a prison and still able to get his message out. That's a massive failure. Just just to name a number of them. Right. What Putin does is that he gets panicked and he throws things at the wall and he sees what's going to stick. He doesn't have a good ability to think about if I do Operation A, that leads to Operation B, and then B leads to the thing I want to win. He simply says, I'm going to to create instability in a system, political system or military system, and I'm going to see what opportunities arise, what the military calls targets of opportunity. And he's going to grab one, and he's going to run with it. And he can be successful at the tactical level, but he's consistently unsuccessful at, at stringing together you know, three or four tactical successes into a strategic, reaching a strategic aim. He has no real strategy, right? He's not a strategic thinker in that way. He is what he was when he was in the FSB, is that he's clever, he's not particularly smart, and he's not a student of, you know, deeper causes and deeper strategic um, structures and contexts. So he cannot really manipulate them well, especially with... um, a, a military and a security apparatus that is not allowed to think independently because they're so terrified of him, right? Again, to, to flip this all the way around, one of the major reasons that the Russian military isn't performing like it should is because it has no real NCO core. It, it doesn't train people well, right? The reason that the Russian Air Force is getting bested 
by a smaller Ukrainian air force that's flying inferior airframes is because those Ukrainians had more time in seat, right, behind the stick in training than the Russians did. And in the end, it's a, you know, it's a man or the woman um, out there that makes the difference more than the weapon system. And that's a failure of his military culture. The reason that that convoy collapsed coming in from Belarus is because you didn't have NCOs back in Russia making sure that the oil was changed and they had the right kind of tires on. By NCO, you mean non yeah. By NCO, forgive me. You you mean non commissioned officers? You you mean the, basically the shift supervisors in a military? People making sure that the little bit work that needs to be done gets done, even though it may seem menial, uh, but it's necessary for the effort. That you're saying that that's just not happening. Yes, but I but I want to push again because this is going to be critical to the next phase of the fight. Is they're not just shift managers. When that young when that le- young lieutenant comes out into in the U.S. military in any NATO military. The first thing that 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 young officer's right senior officer says is, "Shut up and listen to your NCO." Right, your NCO has been in the field. Your NCO will teach you how to lead these people. That doesn't happen in the Russian military. It's more than just shift managing. There's a there's a weak culture of leadership. There's a there's no culture of independent action. Why are the generals all getting killed? They have to go down to the front in order to make decisions because no one else is willing to make them or can make them because they haven't been trained at it. It's those things that defeat the military. It's not uh, better weapon systems because the Ukrainians don't have it. And they're not going to have it. I'll tell tell you one other thing, if I can just ramble on here. Sure. Right. Um, This decision by the Biden administration to send in up-armored Humvees is likely to be transformational for this next phase. Because when the Russians transition to the defense, they're not only um, protecting themselves to some degree from, from bad junior officers, because on the defense, it's easier to do it, right? The order is basically hold the line. You don't have to deal with complex uh, offensive ops. But it's also a harder position to assault, and what you really need are tanks. Now, the U.S. won't give tanks. NATO won't give tanks because it's too provocative. But doing this workaround with up-armored Humvees may just work. They may be utilized like tanks in order to in order to cut through or even to flank um, Russian positions on this line of contact if they can get them in theater fast enough. And and, you know, again, that's one of these things that the, the West knows. We trust the Ukrainian military to be well trained enough to say, here is this relatively complex vehicle. We'll send some, you know, we'll do some training out in Poland or we'll send it to people that have already been doing training with our National Guard troops for the last eight years. And we trust that you can figure out how to use it to your ends. The Russians can't do that. Dr. Matthew Schmidt, professor of national security at the University of New Haven. Thank you for being with us on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. My pleasure. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch.